0: This is Patrick Verrill and today I'm speaking with Giacomo Santangelo, a lecturer of economics here at Fordham. According to the New York Times, it's expected that sometime this year, Amazon will surpass Macy's to become the largest seller of apparel in America. This seems to be kind of a big deal, Um, and yet it doesn't seem to be getting the same sort of attention that the shrinking manufacturing sector is getting.
1: Well, I don't know why people feel it's harder to sell clothing than it is books. Uh, I think it's just as easy to sell anything in retail in the 21st century as it is anything else. Uh, I think people's resistance to the change in the technology of how we do things uh, makes people surprised at some aspects but not others. People will respond to, oh my goodness, people are buying books online remotely, people are purchasing clothing or makeup online remotely, but no one questions that the gas company no longer needs to come to your house to read your meter. They can do it remotely or wirelessly. People don't really question the fact that they're doing online banking. I think in any dynamic economy, you're going to see changes from mom-and-pop stores to chain stores Mm -hmm. from chain stores to whatever comes after chain stores which apparently is uh, internet shopping and in very much the same way in the 1960s and 70s with the rise of large appliance manufacturing warehouse type stores or in the 1990s with the rise of big warehouse type home improvement stores like Home Depot and Lowe's people said, yeah, well this doesn't feel right I want to go to a I want to go to the the corner hardware store. And then people said, oh my God, this place is like a warehouse. And now people can't live without Home Depot and Lowe's. When you saw moves away from people actually going into video stores and purchasing video cassette tapes and DVDs or uh, places like Sam Goodies and Tower Records and purchasing physical CDs and albums to people just buying all those things online and... The largest retailer of music on earth, Apple, uh, where you're just downloading the music, suddenly people noticed that for a period of time, but now we don't talk about that anymore. We're just excited about the new Kendrick Lamar album. You mentioned before that the media is, is giving more uh, press to the shrinking manufacturing sector. Manufacturing in the United States of America, unlike what uh, the President's advisors have been saying publicly, is not a large sector. It doesn't contribute a lot to employment in the United States, and it hasn't for decades, nor has it contributed a great deal to GDP in the United States. Much like in a dynamic economy, in a dynamic labor market, we move away from low-paying, lower paying jobs to more higher paying jobs, relatively higher paying jobs. And that's where we are in the 21st century a majority of the economy is driven by what is known as service-based labor we're not sending our children to college and secondary education to learn to work in factories as linesmen and women nor in uh, on farms working in fields we send them to schools to become doctors and lawyers and financial professionals and teachers and things of that nature and I think that's something which has been getting a lot of press but in the wrong direction because it's not a thing that we do any longer and we haven't for a very long time. Aside from the jobs
0: that will be lost when these stores close, Mm -hmm. I should think that the real estate sector is also going to take a hit because obviously the vacancy rate is going to rise. Stores like Macy's are often anchors for malls and I wonder, is the retail sector sector basically heading for a future where our streetscapes are going to be exclusively dedicated to sort of experiential things like bars and restaurants and then other things that are just harder to replace like pharmacies and banks?
1: One of the things that we're seeing is a move away from traditional, you go into a store and try on some clothes and or, or try out a uh whatever and buy it we're we're moving away from that and it is becoming use the word experiential so it's it's more of an experience when you go shopping when you go to uh for example when people go to purchase makeup something that a lot of the companies are doing now i think the company's called charlotte tilbury they have a magic mirror and where you will sit in front of a mirror and it will take a photo of your face while you're sitting in front of the mirror and then you can try out the makeup on your image. Now this of course is a thing this is not new other companies have been doing this for years but it's been an app on people's phones. Mm. But here if you want to use the Charlotte Tillsbury app you have to actually physically go into a store. Mm. Uh, The company uh, Uniqlo I believe that's how you pronounce it they also have one of these but it's for clothing so it will actually take a, you take a selfie, you stand in front of a mirror, it takes a selfie of you, and then you can literally swipe and put different uh, outfits on yourself. The interesting fact is this was developed by Walt Disney a couple years ago because at all of their parks, uh, they have a, a store called the Bibbidi-Bobbidi Boutique in which uh, young boys and girls, because they, they don't have this for adults, uh, can go in and stand in front of a mirror and you can then swipe to have yourself in one of the princesses or one of the princes costumes and then you pick the one that you want and you buy it but it allows you that kind of experience so i think it's experiences that people want it's why what's happening right now should not with retail should not be surprising to anyone you know, in the end, people are still buying things.
0: Yes, right? and they will. And they're now, instead of buying them, they're now they're just buying them from a central location mm-hmm. that's further away from them, mm-hmm. in a warehouse somewhere, instead of a smaller one okay. that was close by and run by local people. So I wonder,
1: from an economist's perspective, what what's the upside to this? Well, I think you have to look at the two people involved, the two entities involved. One is the consumer, and the other is the person who's selling, and the issue is that the consumer has always and will always respond to the incentive of cheap. The example I used earlier where I said that we used to have mom-and-pop appliance stores and and mom-and-pop hardware stores, and then you had these big box stores, you had the, the large retail chains. People said, well, this is wrong. I don't want to shop at, fill in the name with any one of those things because I want to support my neighbor. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, your incentive to support your neighbor is they are your neighbor. But there is a limit of amount of money that you will save that you go, I really love my neighbor, but I'm saving a lot of money. And what ended up happening was the mom and pop stores went out of business. Mm-hmm. Now, this exact phenomenon has happened for well over a century. It happened with the retail chains. It's happening now with the, with the uh, big box stores going to... Uh, you know, people purchasing things online. What incentive do I, as a consumer, have to shop at my local department store if I can just purchase the things online? Now, back in the day, the issue of why I had to go in was I had to be fitted. I needed to know what my size is. Mm -hmm. But I know what my size is. And if I went into the store and I just bought it and didn't try it on, and I went home, i got to get back in my car, i got to go back to the store. Nope. Everything that comes in the mail comes with a return label. All I do is put it back in the box. And if you drive around any suburban neighborhood, you see boxes being delivered, and you see boxes being picked up. It's become easier and easier for people to transact business, and it's cheaper too. And we are, as a a race very lazy (laughs) so we will respond to cheap and lazy as much as we can one
0: one criticism that i have heard or maybe it's not so much a criticism as it is a concern is Mm -hmm. that this is the sort of thing that works pretty well when it comes to suburban places because you have for instance the the capacity to have delivery trucks coming and going back and forth Mm -hmm. but that it gets a little more dicey when you're talking about compact places like New York City in that this older model of having large truckloads of goods being brought to a store and then people go to them that worked better for cities because you could deliver the you know you could deliver the goods at night for instance and have them unloaded as opposed to now when you could have delivery trucks traversing the streets day and night all the time and basically that you have a problem of infrastructure and that the cities aren't gonna be able to accommodate the the increase in number of trucks
1: and the, the different times when these deliveries are being made. I, I think you have two issues here. You have the issue of the cities and you have the issues of the suburban areas. And in the suburban areas, you're absolutely correct. The model for the suburban areas is, is very well laid out and set, but the model for the cities is a different model, but it works just as well. I live in New Jersey, and if I order something on barnesandnoble.com, I have to wait maybe two or three days for it to come. However, if I lived in Manhattan and I ordered something on Barnes & Noble, they guarantee same-day delivery because there are many Barnes & Nobles in the city, and they literally just tell the people at the store, get a box, mm-hmm. put the book in, send it to Sant'Angelo, and then I get my book that same day. So, it's a different model, but it works and what we're seeing is with regard to your first question or the second question about employment there are more jobs being opened up in distribution centers at these companies uh... they're not full-time manufacturing jobs but just as many jobs that are being displaced perhaps according to the companies are being replaced by these part-time distribution center jobs so there are employment opportunities out there that are being opened up by the city problem. Will Amazon.com have things delivered by drones? Well, obviously not in Manhattan. But <laughs> in the outer boroughs, perhaps. You know, somewhere far away, in the middle of nowhere, yes. Uh, and I think that's, that's really what we're looking at right now, is uh, we need to change the way we look at The model in very much the same way that we had to change from looking at mom and pop hardware stores to uh, looking at, you know, big stores like Home Depot. So this is the next logical step. But every single time that step is made, there is resistance at first. And then afterwards, people go, what did we just do? If all the jobs move out to distribution
0: centers uh, further out from the cities, what does that mean for your main
1: street usa you're going to see a lot more retail space available in whatever this main street usa ends up being you're still always going to when people want to have coffee they're still going to need their starbucks so that's always going to be there there are certain things that you cannot replace digitally yet so there's always something out there that's that's threatening the mainstream thing so when my students ask me or when people call me up and you ask me questions like this I always say well I don't know how did the people producing radio feel about television or you know the how did those pesky you know the pesky TV people when uh, you know they were replacing the people at the old movie theaters and when you look at those examples you go yeah but that was an old thing and in 50 years someone will comment on us having this discussion today and say, yeah, but that was a thing back in the beginning of the 21st century. And it's, <laughs> it really is the same thing. Yeah. Uh, in, it's interesting to see that everyone arguing about retail right now are crotchety old people saying, hey, you kids, get off my lawn. We just don't realize it. <laughs> because the kids haven't shown up yet, but we're still saying
0: it.